again, welcome back to the Learn to Code podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about learning PLSQL for Oracle. And most recently I learned that um, MariaDB is actually going to be able to run or is already able to run PLSQL scripts. So increasing my database powers, I'm going to be learning PLSQL. So I already bought uh, access to a PLSQL course on Udemy. Well, the course is called the Complete PLSQL Bootcamp, Beginner to Advanced PLSQL. Um, this course is from somebody who calls himself the Oracle Master. Uh, you can find him on Twitter with uh, as oraclemaster.com. Uh, so basically, it's like uh, some sort of uh, well, uh, some sort of uh, Twitter name, I guess. If you want to hit him out, uh, you can find this course on Udemy. Uh, okay, let's see the numbers. Uh, it's aimed to all skill levels. There are already 23,000 students around. Um, it's in English. It does have captions. There are 196 uh, lectures, um, maxing a total of 24 hours and a half of video. Basically, um, it's going to be quite a bit course, not so big as Node.js courses tend to be, but uh, it's quite large. Uh, you get a certificate by the end of the of the course, um, and there are uh, on the description of the course there are some updates. The last update at the time of still recording is November twenty twenty, uh, last year's November, I guess. And Oracle Supply PLSQL packages section is added. Uh, previous to that, October twenty twenty is using Dynamic SQL, and PLSQL in PLSQL section is added. Uh, September 2020, closed captions are added, and July 2020, new quiz, new quiz questions are added. Basically, um, he added uh, last year a couple of sections, um, and I just got this course uh, last week, but uh, during a, a discount sale, um, in Udemy, you can see discount sales all the time. I would advise you to actually wait until Udemy has one of those sales before buying any of these courses. So you can save a lot of money. Um, and depending on who you are, well, uh, I do like to basically own access to the courses myself uh, because training with a different company seems to be well and good. Uh, most likely than not, those skills don't really translate to other companies anyway. So having um, a neutral website like Udemy, Pluralsight, or LinkedIn Learning, um, it seems to be the best approach in order to, you know, uh, learn efficiently with your own money, which implies that you are given a, not just a commitment with, with the money itself, uh, but a commitment with your own time and effort, you know. Well, anyway, I haven't watched this course uh, I do have it open now. So the plan is going to be on this second season of the Learn to Code podcast to learn PLSQL. And you may be wondering, well, why? Uh, because as you may not may know or not know, I just released, um, I completed version one of a Node.js web application, which is basically a website 
for a local elementary elementary um, school. It's a private school. And I offer my services to create a pro bono project for their website, basically. And now uh, their website is going to be running on Node.js. Um, uh, the website is done. Uh, it's been published. However, I haven't put uh, the the main domain pointing at the new version of the website. I'm waiting for the client to have some time to talk with me some of the observations they do have because more likely than not, they want to modify stuff. But anyway, I'm digressing again. Rambling, you know. Uh, anyway, I did have the good luck of finding a new job uh, I'm going to be working as a data engineer for Accenture. Um, and thankfully, I'm going to be uh, getting uh, income again. Uh, as a result of that, I decided to make an investment, not just uh, in myself, uh, by by getting these courses, you know. Um, uh, but I decided to have an investment, uh, a larger investment, buying an actual laptop for my day-to-day, -day, you know, the workhorse, uh, because I'm currently doing everything on a desktop computer because I do believe that if I'm going to spend my money on a computer, I may like it to be um, the most powerful computer that I can actually afford. So buying with the same money that I can use to buy a laptop, uh, a semi-decent laptop, I can use the same money uh, to get uh, an even more powerful desktop PC. So in this case, I didn't went uh, to that route because I already have a desktop PC. Uh, however, I do recognize that uh, trying to be on the move with a desktop PC is not practical. Uh, the last couple months, I've been um, moving my main desktop PC back and forth uh, to the school which I'm working on, you know, as a as a, uh, as a watchman at the time. So if I need to get things done uh, somewhere else, I basically just pick up my uh, huge my huge uh, uh, CPU, you know, uh, my monitor, my my keyboard, my mouse, my power cables. Uh, video cables and even Ethernet cables because the CPU doesn't have a wireless card, you know, 2021 and I don't really have a, a wireless option on my, uh, because I don't really need it. It's a desktop PC in the end and, and cable, Ethernet cable is basically a must in my, in my opinion. Uh, but the thing is, now I got um, uh, a gaming laptop, I believe, because um, uh, I wanted to actually buy a business laptop. Uh, the, the main difference with business laptops is that uh, the battery is long lasting, really long lasting. Uh, the issue that I have is that um, we are looking at $2,000 for a business laptop here in Mexico uh, and a very crappy one with very low specs, uh, not even a, a 1080p uh, panel, you know, so very low specs, and there is a lot of money just because I want a big um, uh, battery inside. So uh, I did the, the second best thing, um, and I spent around $1,000 on a gaming laptop with the largest uh, battery available, you know. Uh, it's really good. I believe uh, it does give me a lot of um, uh, 
uh, a lot of power, may I say, computational power, you know, because in the end, it is a gaming laptop. It even have a, a graphic card inside, you know, a discrete graphics card. I believe it's a GTX uh, 1050 or 1060. I don't remember. Um, uh, I even tried to install Valheim on, on the thing, and it runs pretty much the same as uh, as it runs on my on my main gaming rig. I haven't installed any other games. I just was very curious of uh, how good it's going to perform. And um, perhaps Valheim is not really um, a benchmark game, so to speak. But but the thing is, if I want to play game video games, I'm not going to be doing so on the laptop. I'm going to be doing that on my main gaming PC because that's that's why uh, I do have a, a gaming PC in the end. Anyway, so um, I'm going to be learning uh, PLSQL. I do have a new laptop. Um, I install a secondary SSD on the la on the gaming laptop in order to install Fedora. However, um, I tried really hard to install the the firmware for for the video card, and there was a really big issue with the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi card and the on the Wi-Fi card. Uh, so basically drivers issues with Fedora, uh, and I just, uh, you know what, uh, I do really enjoy Fedora, but, uh, if, if this model of the laptop is, is just way too new for this distribution, I guess uh, it's not really worth my time. And I just, uh, stepped back and, and went back to install pop OS, pop OS, uh, already makes the installation of the of the video card a breeze, basically. I didn't have to deal with any of that, you know. Um, uh, the the Wi-Fi uh, network interface was uh, installed and detected uh, normally, no issues there. And the most important thing, the video card was detected and installed with proprietary drivers, uh, no issues there. So basically, I abandoned Fedora because it's way easier to install the drivers on Pop OS. Um, I am a very weak in, uh, Linux installer, really. I don't really enjoy myself spending afternoons over afternoon uh, trying to install just the, the, the Grub installer, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I, I do know people that tend to enjoy uh, fiddling with the Linux uh, subsystem, you know, and even spending uh, weeks, if not months, configuring and customizing the desktop, but that's not me. I want to get things done. And Fedora is putting way too many obstacles in my way, and I just got fed up with it. Um, maybe in the future, if Fedora's installer uh, gives us, the users, um, a friendlier way to install um, proprietary drivers, maybe that's going to change. Uh, but the thing is, we already have Pop OS today, 2021, and Many Ubuntu-based distributions uh, don't really have this issue, so yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Well, I'm going to start listening to the course, and I'm going to be uh, learning what PLS... Well, I already know what PLSQS is, because 11 or 10 years ago, I was working with that one. Um, my first series um, database engine was actually uh, Oracle, 
11G, way back in the day, we are talking 2008, 2009, and 2010, uh, way back in the day. Uh, I may like to think that PLSQL haven't changed much. I hope and wonder if um, it is a still procedural programming, you know, uh, because if they actually move into the object-oriented uh, wave, you know, the bandwagon of object-oriented programming, I hope not. If that's the case, then I, I am basically a noob because uh, on PLSQL. Um, however, I believe that if they did get into the whole object-oriented programming thing um, with PLSQL, I think with my experience with Java with uh, Python and with JavaScript with classes, I'm going to be able to just catch on very quickly. Uh, that's basically the plan. If I'm going to be working with Oracle databases, the immediate thing that I need to, to work on is on my PLSQL skills. And that's what I'm going to be learning on this season, basically. I'm going to be focusing my efforts, not on the cloud this time, uh, not on anything else, but on PLSQL, unless, um, my my career manager or whoever my boss is going to be is going to be is going to ask me to learn something specific, or probably to assess um, a web seminar, or probably just enroll in an online course from the company. You know, because from time to time the company itself is uh, hosting these courses, online courses mainly. Uh, maybe that way, but in uh, but uh, on my own time, I'm going to be learning PLSQL on Udemy. Uh, seems to be uh, a really good course. Uh, I in, I did some research on the guy, and he seems uh, pretty knowledgeable about uh, PLSQL, and that's why I'm going to be uh, uh, I'm going to bet on him because I don't really know him. This is going to be the first course that I take from him. Uh, he's very well rated. This course is pretty old. Uh, however, he is still uh, he keeps updating it constantly. The last update of the course was uh, November 2020, last year. So um, it's around half a year already. No, I don't think so. It's it's been quite a while since he last updated this. Um, but I do know that uh, uh, SQL databases don't really change that much, even between decades. Uh, you can do pretty well just by knowing um, uh, a standard SQL. That's the truth, you know. Uh, even if you are working uh, in uh, ETL, you know, extract, transform, and load, uh, you can do all that work with a standard SQL, really. Uh, you know, making uh, new data sets and creating views, creating even designing new models. All of that can be done with a standard SQL. Either way, if you want to use a service like AWS Glue, you're welcome to do so. I believe they use uh, PySpark to write the, um, uh, they use PySpark to write the scripts for AWS Glue, which is an excellent service. I use it a couple of times and it works wonders, you know. You can automate a lot of the stuff. Um, that's one of the superpowers of working on the cloud, obviously. Uh, however, I do not. I know very little about the the, the position I'm going to be the, uh, developing because I've been here for a couple of days, and uh, and I arrived just starting the uh, the vacations, you know, for Easter. 
uh, Easter vacation. So I do have a couple of days and I'm going to use those days to devour the content of this course. Uh, and hopefully I'm going to be able to 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 start the job with uh, with the to hit the ground running basically you know and that's basically the plan for this season i'm going to be um uh, you know publishing this podcast and keep you updated on how i'm doing and what do i believe uh, about current events you know uh, i'm not really uh, putting too much attention to something else other than my career at this time um um in my country there's a lot of things happening you know um this is not a really uh friendly country at the time so maybe i may not like to contaminate myself with negativity at this point i'm going to be working on my skill set you know focusing on whatever is most useful and whatever it adds more value that's my that's my mission to find out what my employer considers more valuable. Once I have that piece of information, I no longer need to research anything else uh, other than to provide that value that my employer is looking out for uh, on me, you know? Um, uh, at this time, I was told that my most valuable contribution is going to be my knowledge of databases and PLSQL specifically. That's why I'm going to be taking this course, not just to refresh what I do remember from PLSQL way back in the day, um, but to keep me myself updated on whatever change may have happened uh, to the PLSQL world, you know, because I've been disconnected to the community for uh, a decade already, you know. Um, I've been working with uh, Oracle is not um, the titan that used to be in the 90s, you know, when I was learning databases. And when somebody asked me what database would I recommend to install, uh, Oracle was the default in the 90s. Today, uh, there is a lot of open source databases. And uh, basically, that means that uh, we as data engineers and as database administrators, we are tasked with learning all the other um, service providers, you know, Microsoft SQL Server, uh, MariaDB, um, what else, uh, IBM DB2, uh, even really old ones like the, the previous Ingress version. Uh, Ingress is now proprietary, um, uh, but the original was open source. Uh, the there is one for the uh, for the AS four hundred machines, you know, from IBM way back in the day. They were uh, installed on the OS four hundred operating system, uh, very old operating system, you know. Uh, but most banks still do use those machines, and database administrators need to learn how to provide services with those machines. <coughs> so. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this. Um, I, as I told my colleagues on the morning, uh, if you want to work as a, as a data engineer or whatever else that has to do with software development in general, I need to just keep moving forward just to stay on the same place on the race, you know. You need to run just to stay on the same place in the race. Uh, that's why... Um, I need to study constantly and learn new skills 
that uh and and people just assume that uh, a database in the 90s is was the same thing as in the 20 in the in the 2000s and in the 2010s and now we are in 2020s you know uh the 2020s um and we uh need to keep evolving it, it maybe sql itself standard sql doesn't change too much uh, but that's just the standard to write SQL. And um, most likely you are going to be working with a, a very specific provider uh, with a very specific database engine. And uh, and I'm going back to Oracle. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to have flashbacks on, my, on the start of my career because Oracle was my first one, you know. And the first operated system that, uh, that I work on besides Windows was um, Red Hat Linux back in the day. Uh, the Oracle database was installed on a um, Red Hat Linux server. And we were basically working upon that. Um, very good machine in the in way back in the day, you know. Um, and I wonder if Red Hat is still around. I, I haven't known about them for quite some time. I do know that they killed CentOS recently. Uh, Fedora seems to be next on the chat block, maybe. I don't know. Um, so I wanted to give Fedora a shot. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the case anymore. But anyway, I, I already, I actually tried. So maybe I can give it a second shot because uh, the company security policies are very strict. So I'm not going to be able to use my gaming computer for anything related to work. They are providing me with a laptop, with a company laptop. And I am forced to do everything of job related in, in that laptop for security reasons, obviously. So um, my plan to use that is 4-bit, uh, I guess. So I'm going to be forced to code on a company laptop and it's really slow. It's really slow. Uh, it, it only have, um, it's like a one gigahertz speed processor, you know, uh, no discrete video card and like, uh, I think it's eight gigabytes of RAM running Windows 10, you know, and a lot of antivirus, antivirus uh, software running on the background. So basically, uh, I, I may say that at least I do have uh, three gigabytes available of RAM to do anything else, you know, and um, so company laptops, everyone. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for coming in and I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye.